podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. I'm sure we're all looking forward to this game. Despite the fact it's the early kickoff on a Saturday, we're at home for Everton. They're garbage. We're pretty good. And these games, you know, they're always tighter than they should be. But it does feel like with this Everton team that they're very capable of falling apart, that if you can get an early goal on them, they will just crumble because their whole thing is frustration, grinding it out and trying to sneak a goal. It's the only plan they have. So if we can get an early goal, it might bode well for us. We'll talk more about Everton tomorrow when we have a clearer picture on who's available and who's not. For now... I'm uh, going to go on a little tangent, as I like to do. Uh, Alan Brady on Twitter. Oh, actually, before I start, uh, apologies, Ode. So I did the question about uh, who would you want in this team, Mascherano, Gerard, and Alonso. We also did a scouted on um, picking teams for Brazil, Spain, etc., based on players that have played in the Premier League. I mistakenly credited those questions to Daniel Rhodes. They came from Andy Wales. Uh, I thought I had Andy's number saved in my phone. Uh, His picture on WhatsApp was taken with some sort of potato. And for some reason, I mixed up Andy Wales and Dan Rhodes. The questions came from Andy, not from Dan. Um, Anyway, today... Alan Brady has just mentioned something very interesting on Twitter. If you don't follow Alan, it's BradyAllen01, I think. Um, Talking about, he was looking at the homegrown quota and looking at the potential for signing an English six, which is obviously one of the problem positions in the team. And he came up with the idea of Trevor Chalaber. And I really like the idea. I know he has played most of his football as a centre-back, but he has played quite a bit as a defensive midfielder. And I think I think it's a really good shout because he's not going to do anything fancy on the ball, but he's really good at protecting the defence. He's, according to Chelsea's official website, he's 6'3". He's quick. So you can imagine he'd be very effective just going sideline to sideline, shielding in front of those centre-backs. He's also a very good centre-back. He'd be good good Ibu insurance. We've been talking about how we need Ibu cover. 
and Trevor Chalobah could fill that role for us. He can play at fullback as well. He's comfortable in a back four or in a back three. So these type of things all bode well for a, a Liverpool signing. He's 24, doesn't turn 25 until July. He's got a lot of experience. He's played 63 games for Chelsea senior team. He played 44 games during a loan at Ipswich, 38 games during a loan at Huddersfield, and 30 games during a loan at Laurent. So you're looking at 175 senior appearances, which puts him, I think, right in the bracket that we'd be looking for. Now, he is currently injured. He's out with a thigh issue. He doesn't have a bad injury track record at all. In 21-22, he missed seven games. Uh, He had an ankle issue back in 17-18. That's basically it. Now, he's currently contracted to Chelsea until 2028, apparently on about 50 grand a week. And it would seem that they've made it clear to him he's not part of the plan, that he is expendable. So could you nab him for 35 plus some add-ons or 40? I think he would fit really well because all we're looking for in a six is someone to protect the the defence, win the ball back, and give it to Trent, Dominic, or Alexis. That's it. And he completes about 88% of his passes. And he doesn't take risks on the ball. He's a clever player. You'd also think that putting someone 6-3 and pretty strong in that position would definitely help us aerially. Now, at centre-back, he only wins about 54% of his aerial duels. But I think if you put him in midfield, that number could go up over 60%. So again, I think he'd tick that box. If you look at the versatility, like I've mentioned, like he's played 120 games as centre-back, 87 as a holding midfielder. He's played 15 games at right-back, seven at left-back, another six in midfield. So you could say 21, or sorry, you could say 93 games in midfield. And then he played on the right side of midfield as a right wing-back once. Um, Now, those appearances, that does include eight games for Chelsea's underage teams. But if we look at just the defensive midfield games, most of them came in the championship. When he was at Ipswich and when he was at Huddersfield, he predominantly played as a defensive midfielder. In France, he kind of split time between a bunch of positions when he was with Lorenz. <clears throat> At Chelsea, he's predominantly been a centre-back. But I really like the idea of him in that holding midfield role. I think he would suit very, very well. Because again, we're not looking for anybody who's going to take too much out of the ball. Alan made a second suggestion, and I really like this suggestion as well, that we double dip at Chelsea and look for Ian Matson. Now, Matson can play left back, left wing back, and either wing. And we don't have 
we only have two good wing options right now. Mo on the right, Diaz on the left. Cody, Jota, Darwin, all much, much better through the middle. Harvey would be a good option on the wing, but not in the way we use Mo. Harvey's best position is on the wing, but Jurgen likes to use him a bit deeper in midfield. Ben Doak is a kid. He's not ready. He has no final ball. There's no end product with Ben Doak at senior level right now. It'll come. He's he's a special talent, but we don't need to be putting pressure on him. Ian Matson's out of contract next summer. Could you pick him up in January on the cheap? You probably could. You probably could. If not, get on to his agent and try and make something, put something in place for next summer. I think those two would solve a lot of our issues. Now, Matson's maybe a little bit small to be our starting left back. And especially if we are going to continue to do this three box three. But as cover on both wings, I think he'd be a really good get. And he counts as homegrown, or he will count as homegrown when he comes of age. I think he might be of age already. Uh, is he 21 or is he 22? Ian Matson. He's 21. So next season, he'll count as a homegrown player. For now, he counts as another 21 player. Chalaba counts as homegrown. I really like the idea of Chalaba shielding the defence, winning the ball back, giving it to Trent, winning the ball back, giving it to Alexis, winning the ball back, giving it to Dominic. Being able to drop from that centre-back position in at centre-back next to Virgil. Ibu pushes to right back. Whoever, be it Robbo or a new signing, Inacio, Hincapié, somebody like that, pushes to left back. And then everybody's still in a position they're very comfortable with. Now, Ibu at right back's not ideal, but he's comfortable there. Chalaba's very comfortable at centre-back. And whoever would be comfortable at left back. So when you're dropping into a set defence, it doesn't have to be Trent rushing back to get to right back. It can be Chalaba making the shorter switch to centre-back. Trent slotting as the six with Dominic and Alexis either side of him. Just as you're sitting back in defence, if you get countered, things like that. I mean, there's a reason Byron wanted. Now, it appears he's not the priority for Byron. They want uh, Zhao Polinia. But I still think he'd be a really, really good buy. I think there's a couple of homegrown players that we could be looking at. Those two would certainly be high on the list. I mean, I think we'd all like Jacob Ramsey, but there's no real need for Jacob Ramsey. We have a lot of number eights. Uh, I'd still, I'd still have interest in Levi Colwell. Obviously, I think he's tremendous. I love Morgan Gibbs White. Would be very, very happy for us to land him. Though again, we have no real need for Morgan Gibbs White. If we were playing a back three, I'd like Mark Guehi. 
Max Kilman as an option on that left centre back. I, I don't think he's quite got the level that we would want, but he is very good. Marcus Edwards is another depth wing option, potentially. Emil Smith Rowe. I really like him. I think he's super talented. I just think injuries are such a concern with him that it would be a big risk. I, I still like Calvin Phillips. I absolutely would have taken Calvin Phillips from Leeds. I would probably still take Calvin Phillips now. If we wanted a, a good backup for Trent, Carl Walker-Peters, I mean, he's far too good to be in the championship. Far, far too good. If we weren't as stocked with eights, I like Kiernan Dewsbury Hull. Taylor Harwood-Bellis is one I like as a centre-back. Now, he'd be a project. He's only 21. It's hard to know if he'll reach the level to be good enough to start for a club like ours, but I do very much like him. Uh, who else do we have on this list? Tariq Mitchell, if he was 15% better, I think he'd be really, really well suited to the role that we're using Robbo in. But he is 24. If he was this good in 21... See, the problem for him is at Crystal Palace, it's hard for him to develop because he's he's put in quite a restricted role by Hodgson and previously by Vieira. James Justin, if not for the injuries, would absolutely be someone I'd, I'd have a, a lot of interest in. Uh, Alex Scott just moved. I mean, transfer market only has Chalaba's value at 18 million euro. So maybe 30 gets him. Well, I can't remember what the price was when he was linked with Bayern in the summer. I'd take Tolson for a depth centre-back. I'd take Jared Branthwaite. I've been really impressed with Jared Branthwaite so far in this window, in this in this season. And I do think he'd fit really well in that left-side centre-back role because he's got experience playing left-back. Lewis Hall I would have liked us to get, but I, he only wanted to go to Newcastle. Transfer markets values are a bit mad. <laughs> they are a bit mad. Uh, that's probably it in terms of home in English players that we could look at. Now, there's obviously foreign players who count as homegrown, like Ian Matson, but... Uh, I really do like the idea of going for the pair of them. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw it out there for today. Uh, Chalaba as the six. Matson as a depth winger. Then all we're short is a, is a left centre back for this this system. So if you could get those two in January, the two Chelsea lads... And then in the summer, you go and you get Inacio. I mean, I feel fairly comfortable with Gerald Kwanzaa potentially replacing Joel Matip in the rotation next season. You might need to replace Kelleher. He might want to go. He wanted to go this past summer and no offers came in. 
aside from that, you're really just looking then at what happens with Mo. But if we had everything else boxed off, you might want one more centre-back. You might want one more centre-back and then replacement for Mo. So if you got Chalaba and Matson in this window, in the summer you'd be looking at Inacio and let's say... I mean, do you need it? That's the thing. Do you need it? Or do you just want good cover for Trent? I mean, the club are still high on, on Calvin Ramsey, but the injuries are just mounting up. So much of next summer depends on Mo. But January, I'm just looking at January for now. I don't know it's too early, but like, what are you going to do during an international break? Chalaba and Matson to me, make so much sense. They tick two big boxes. Chalaba f- completes that midfield. And he doesn't have to be the long-term solution there. You know, if he was the starter for two years and then you moved him back into the centre-back rotation and then you brought in a starting six, that's fine. But he'd be a huge upgrade on what we've got now. He'd be a huge upgrade on what we saw from Fab last season. But I, I could see him being Fab-esque. He's a very clean winner of the ball as well, which is something that Fab was was great at when he was in his pomp. On top of Matson, Nico Williams of Athletic Bilbao, we absolutely should be all over come summertime. Like January 1st, we should be making him a big offer to get him as a free agent next summer. Yusuf Fafan is also at a contract. Now, he's not a six, but he's good. That's probably about it. Tolson's at a contract. I t- like I said, I'd take him as a depth centre-back. If you felt like Kwanzaa was maybe another year away from being ready to play a lot of minutes. Tolson coming in to replace Matip would work for me. And again, homegrown. Uh, on this is Anfield. Everton's selection, headaches, Robertson alternatives and Gravenberg. Look, there seems to be some push for Joe Gomez to start. And I get it. Joe's been really good this season for the most part. Costas will come in. Like, Jürgen's not playing anybody other than Costas at left back in this game. He's just not. If Gomez is going to start, it'll be on the right. Uh, Gravenberch, I'd imagine, will start. I'd ima- I would like to see Endo start. I'd like to see him go Dominic Endo Alexis. But I think he'll go Dominic Graven, uh, Dominic Alexis Gravenberch. Liverpool nearly signed Cristiano Ronaldo, but would he have been as good? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think United was the right was the right ground for him, like the right proving ground. 
he hadn't joined United, I think he was going to go to Arsenal. So I think we were probably third in line. But Ferguson was exactly what he needed at that point. Someone just that just didn't put up with the bullshit. Someone that knocked the the show pony nature out of him. Uh, Nunes cramp issue and Robertson pictured in a sling. Darwin got cramp at the end of Uruguay's game. Um, I don't think that should be a major issue, to be totally honest. I really don't think it will be a major issue. I think he should be good to go this weekend. I, I expect he'll start on the bench, but you never know. Um, the, ele- the 11 Liverpool players not involved during the international break. So, so Curtis Jones, who's aged out of the under-21s. Joel Matip, who retired from international football years ago. Joe Gomez wasn't selected. Peter Luga, I mean, what national leads? Brazilian, obviously, but he's not going to fly back for Brazil under-20 games. Uh, Adrian. <laughs> uh, Gravenberch, obviously, was left out. Kelleher, Bradley, Thiago, Bessetic and Cody were all injured, so unable to play. Uh, Mo Salah has called on world leaders to prevent further slaughter of innocent souls. I thought this was excellent from Mo. I thought it was absolutely excellent, the way he went about it, what he said. It's not always easy to speak in time like this. There's been too much violence and too much heartbreak and brutality. The escalations in recent weeks is unbearable to witness. All lives are sacred and must be protected. The massacres need to stop. Families are being torn apart. What's clear now is that humanitarian aid to Gaza must be allowed immediately. The people there are in terrible conditions. It is basically an open-air prison, after all. Uh, The scenes at the hospital last night were horrifying. The people of Gaza need food, water and medical supplies urgently. I'm calling on the world leaders to come together to prevent further slaughter of innocent souls. Humanity must prevail. That is how you use your platform. Now, I've seen some people criticize him, saying he didn't go far enough. What did you want? Did you want him to come across as an extremist, as a radical? Mo is being diplomatic here. Mo's personal feelings couldn't come into this. Mo is appealing to world leaders for help here. Diplomacy is the only avenue he had. I think what he's done is, is outstanding. And you know, knowing Mo, he's already donating money. Um, ex-Liverpool midfielder explains why he swapped clubs after just three months Uh, Albert Riera is in his third managerial job in six months but the former Liverpool midfielder has not changed clubs for lack of success he's just been confirmed as the manager of Bordeaux he had been with Slovakian side NK Selge for about three months he'd taken that job after leaving Ljubljana um, by mutual consent. I don't know, I don't know what the, the actual outcomings were. But he did lead them to a, a league and cup double. So I can't imagine they were too unhappy with him. Um, 
he had Selge top of the league. So, I mean, he's obviously pretty decent at what he does. Looking forward to seeing what he does with Bordeaux. That's a club with potential. I've had a tough time over the last few years. Liverpool's next sporting director could hinge on Bayern Munich. So it, it's all about Max Earl, Max Ebert, obviously. Um, I, both clubs seem to want him for the same role, sporting CEO. Now, Plettenberg, who's always wrong, has said he wants to join Bayern, and it may well be that he would prefer to join Bayern, believe he has a house in Munich. But at the same time, at Liverpool, he'd have far greater scope. He'd have more power. He'd have more control. He could appoint his own staff. At Bayern, I think he'd be pretty hamstrung. Now, he's got a gardening leave spell that he has to work through but or sit through but I think he is I think he's absolutely our top choice uh, Jimbo says that senior Anfield figures Jimbo doesn't speak to senior Anfield figures so we can just ignore what Jimbo had to say um, Liverpool.com what have you got for me Insane Liverpool player is ready to take Mohamed Salah crown and Real Madrid star knows why. It's Darwin and the Real Madrid player is Fede Valverde. Rodri just told Mohamed Salah why he has to stay at Liverpool amid Saudi Arabia transfer verdict. Okay. Uh, Liverpool used break for two scouting trips as Gabby Agbonahor right on Speedster. So that's the Portuguese national team. So Nascio is obviously one. Oh, Bonnehor was talking about, about Dominic. Um... Yeah, I mean, fair enough. It does say in this piece that Inacio could potentially play the Virgil role. No, he couldn't. He's too small. Uh, Broken promises can help Liverpool land superstar answer to Jude Bellingham and Kylian Mbappe. We'll come back to that. Jurgen Klopp has his own David Beckham at Liverpool who could replace Mo Salah. This is going to be something stupid. Jurgen Klopp is new favourite as Tottenham Ace says Liverpool what to do amid VAR controversy. That's um, Kulosevsky. Um, Liverpool should replace Dominic Sabozlai with a 105 million transfer impossible for Barcelona. What on earth is this? Okay. This piece is just very silly. Oh, it's Florian Verts. Okay. I'd I'd be very happy with Florian Verts, but he doesn't I don't know what the, the replace Dominic notion is. Uh 
Liverpool has a David Beckham-style player at the club who Jurgen Klopp could even use as potential. Oh, is this Dominic as well? It is, for fuck's sake. Nothing like Beckham. Right, who's the broken promise then? Uh, Jamal Musiala. Liverpool has had Musiala on its list for a long time. The... They're hoping to extend his contract. Talks have stalled. In Musiala's eyes, Byron promised he would become the face of the club's future. But right now, they look like empty words. He's only started two of six Bundesliga games. Um, I mean, Musiala would be an incredible signing. He is, he is a phenomenally talented player. I mean, he was German Player of the Year last year. He's, he's a kid and he's he's already bordering on world class. So absolutely, if we could get him, you, you get him and you figure out how to use him afterwards. He's so so good. Uh, would be would be very much in favour. The issue would be, would we need to sell Mo to fund that? I, I don't know. Uh, on Anfield Watch, Liverpool could still be interested in Manu Kone amid contract confusion. Mohamed Salah made significant donation to Gaza Aid, as I said he probably would. Uh, they're predicting the starting 11. Let's have a look at that. Four key battles that could decide the Merseyside derby. So we'll do the predicted starting 11. Um, let's see now. Let's see now. Allison, Trent, Ibu, Virgil, Costas, Endo, Dominic, Gravenberg. I'm not sure why Alexis wouldn't be in the team. Although the travel, probably the travel, uh, Salah, Jota, Diaz. But if you've got Diaz in, you've got to put Alexis in. So no, Alexis will start. Alexis is not playing badly. And Gravenberg hasn't been great. He's been okay. He hasn't been great. So I don't, I don't understand that. Gravenberg needs to work heavily on his ball retention um, right four key battles Salah versus Michaelenko that will make sense to me Gravenberg versus Onana Gravenberg isn't a guaranteed starter if there was ever a game for Gravenberg to start it's this one I, I, I would be, be in disagreement with you there this is one of the tougher games to start. Now, his physicality would help. He's big and he's strong. But Onana plays on the left of Everton's midfield pairing normally. So they wouldn't go head-to-head. Ibu uh, versus Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And Costas against Dwight McNeil. Yeah, McNeil cutting in onto his left foot can be a, can be an issue. Now, the good thing about McNeil is he has no real pace. So if Costas can stay tight to him, he should be able to deal with him. On AnfieldIndex.com, there is a piece of, well, there's a a lot of pieces about the Derby. Uh, There's also a piece about the Curtis Jones red card saga. Uh, A piece about Mo and what he had to say. Andrew Beasley's latest is up. And podcast-wise, 
There is a new Anfield Index podcast, episode 371. It's Trev, Cam, Guy, Carl, and Lisa. That's a that's a big panel. <laughs> that's a big panel. Um, and there is the new Under Pressure. Dan Kennett, Dan Rhodes, and Simon Brundish. Phil Barter just off, you know, scratching. Just part-timer. Um, I'm sure he's very busy, to be fair. Uh, so, yeah, the new Under Pressure is up, so make sure you give that a listen as well. And that's it. That's all I have for today. So I will see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Free Gaza. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.